Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has... Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now. All right, so Kevin Barker, you're going to tell me. What is, what was the latest date by which you knew where you were going to be in spring training? Any particular year? Yeah, well, look, I was not one of the guys that could go because my bank account was not big enough that I could sit around and say, you know, I'm going to wait this out. How, how dare you uh, think that I'm going to come and play for you th- for this number? No, I wasn't that guy. And most people are not those guys. It's uh, I I did have a couple of times to where I, I can remember. I can't remember even remember the year. I know it was. I think it was pretty sure it was the Nationals. You played That's 16 I mean, years, right? Yeah. So you uh, and after six years, you were sure it was the Nationals. And then I got released because I was the one guy that walked right. into the room and said, "How are you taking three first basements to Triple A? How's this working?" But and then I got released. But how late was it that? It was basically I went I went from a Caribbean World Series, which that thing runs up to, I'm going to say about two weeks before spring training starts. Yeah, I think they that's moved big it league back camp. A that's bit big now, league camp. Yeah. Obviously, minor league camp is a little later right. because they don't want to spend that much money on bringing in the minor leaguers. So it was about two weeks, and I've actually been on. I think I was on the flight from the Caribbean World Series, which I think was in Mexico. To Denver, I didn't have a job when I got on the plane. I got off the plane. I basically told my agent, if you get a job This is Ron Shapiro. Yeah, yeah, it was Rick Oliver who worked under him. Right. But it was the agency of Shapiro and Robinson. And I basically said when I – I can still remember having the conversation of when I was getting on the plane, I'll take any job you can give me. Get it for me. I'll worry about the rest later. So I didn't have it getting on the plane. When I got off the plane, I remember getting a text saying, hey, I just you just signed with the Washington Nationals. And I was like, yippee, and you're leaving in a, in a week. I was not excited about it because once, <laughs> once it's gotten that long, most yeah. of the time, you're not one of the people that they're wanting to bring into camp. And it makes it a little tougher well, for you. And obviously, that's probably why I got released a couple of weeks into spring training. Yeah, and where we're going with this, uh, you know, spring training has started. Games are starting on Saturday. I believe games actually start maybe Thursday or Friday. But the Jays' first game is on Saturday. And we've still got the Boris Five out there. We're calling them the Boris Five. J.D. Martinez, uh, Blake Snell, can't figure that out. Matt Chapman, Cody Bellinger. And I'm missing somebody, Jordan Montgomery. There's yeah. still some other guys out there. Brandon Bell's still out there. Tim Anderson's out there. But but basically, those those five those five guys are out there. And and a couple of things here. Like I mentioned, you played 16 years, and and you made this point often. We've talked. I mean, the reason the reason you played in the Caribbean World Series, you needed money, and yeah, and and you. Um, I needed to stay sharp because I knew I had to impress. Yeah, you didn't have a when guarantee. My feet After hit the your ground. sixth year, you didn't have, I think I can say you didn't have a guaranteed job. No, 
Okay. Absolutely not. I was I was I was basically having my agency find me a job okay. every year after that. Now I could have good years to where I spent the say you know two or three years in a row with the same organization because I was hitting homers and they didn't have prospects right. coming up. And obviously I was in AAA. I wasn't going to AA. I wasn't going to A ball. Like I would have quit before I was going to do that. So I sort of knew the organizations and the window and and. You know, just the opportunities that you could have. And, and I, you know, sort of if you were having a good year because of what they didn't have coming up, that you had a good chance of re-signing with that team. But most of the time, no. Like, it was a it was a fight to get a job the, the next year. And and I just wonder about these guys. I, look, I know who they're aging. I know what the money they've made right. up until this year. When when do they just start well, to call and go, enough, I need a job? We are uh, – we're going to be joined, by the way, by Bob Nightingale of USA Today, uh, who was – he was <laughs> – he was on another, he was on a podcast yesterday. He had a funny line. And he said some GMs had told him, you know what somebody should do? Somebody just call Scott Boris up and say, Scott, here's 300 or $350 million. You figure out how to divide it. <laughs> and, and, and we'll take, we'll yeah. take whoever, wherever it goes. Well, it's hard to do it when, when I think organizations don't think as highly well, of your clients as you do. And, and the other thing is, once you get to spring training, it, there's a reason organizations... And we we may roll our eyes, but there's a reason organizations sign guys like Dan, Dan like 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 Vogelback and Eduardo Escobar, and there's a reason organizations spend all this money in scouting. You get to a point in spring training where some organizations say, "Okay, let's just see what we have here." Yeah, let's yeah. Could is Matt Chapman a better third baseman than what we have right now? Yeah, but we don't want to spend that much money. Mm-hmm. We don't want to give them that much term, and let let's just see what we have in camp. But this is I I, I wanted to mention this. Um, you're right, Scott Boris has done this before. Yeah. Uh, Bryce Harper showed up in the Phillies camp on March second, two thousand and nineteen. His OPS in April was eight seventy eight. Clearly, Bryce Harper. clearly that didn't hurt him. No. Kyle Loesch, okay pitcher. Mm-hmm. He signed with the St. Louis Cardinals on March fourteenth, two thousand and eight. He started the year. 3 and 0 with a 236 yeah, ERA and 68. Sure. What you're saying? Well, no, what I'm wondering is, <laughs> what I'm wondering is, and he, and he, this is what it's what's at stake here. The Boris 5, there's 10 All-Star game appearances, one MVP, two Cy Young awards. When they're signed, it's probably going to be someplace in the neighborhood of 800 million dollars. So we're talking there's these are some some pretty significant players. When would you like from where I am, spring training only exists to get the pitchers ready. So we know that Scott Boris has got a couple of facilities. I mean, he's got the same stuff that a lot of major league teams. He's got his own pitching lab and all this stuff. So, But when does it become an issue for position players or pitchers? Because see if it's me. I don't care if a pitcher reports on March 25th. Mm-hmm. I mean, he can build up. He can build up his arm. Yeah, he may not be facing major league pitching, but he can build up his arm to where he can give me 75 to 80 pitches. It's the position players I wonder about, man. The longer it goes on, if you're a Matt Chapman or J.D. Martinez, J.D. Martinez, Brandon Belt, those are older guys. Yeah. Is there a point where you would be concerned to not have a job if you were Matt Chapman, um, maybe Cody Bellinger a little less because he's young, but let's say Matt Chapman and J.D. Martinez. Yeah, Cody Bellinger's got a big swing, right? Exit losses went down last year. I know he had a good year, but there's some worry about coming into spring training if you give him this amount of money and you expect this out of him, can he give it to you? I, I, I just think with the way these guys know their bodies, the way the money that they've made up until this point allows them a little room for, you know, them to be able to say, all right, dude, I got super agent. 
This is why I fired my dude. That's what Chapman did, right? That's why you fired yep. my dude to get this dude to trust him. And I'm sure Scott is saying all the right things at all the right times because I'm sure he's had all these conversations and he feels the same worry that, you know, everybody else is thinking out loud. And, and I think there has to be a little bit of that. Again, I just, it gets back to what do you think of yourself? You know, does Matt Chapman think he's a $100 million player? I think there has to be. Does he though? I or, think he or does. Or does he have Scott Boris telling him that? That that there's for me there's a big difference there. And I, look again, this is why you have super agents. You you got to trust him and believe that he's going to get you the number that you guys have had the conversation about. And and I just I tell you, the answer to your question is I don't think there is a time. I think the the most of these guys that are trying to get the big deals have been around long enough. They know themselves. Yes. They know their swing well enough. Matt Chapman knows last year he didn't like the elevated fastball. Fix it. You got a hitch in your swing. I know it. You don't think khakis of Scott Boris have walked up and said, "Hey, you're doing something different with your hands that you didn't do before. <clears throat> Fix that. Give yourself a better chance that you can hit the ground running. That if this thing takes a little bit longer, you're mm. not going to miss a beat." So, yeah, I, I don't think they're. I don't think they have a ton of worry. I just think there's some little unknown. Is it really going to happen? Like the number that he's given, because I'm sure he's giving them numbers. Is it really going to happen? I think there's some unknowns there. Well, and it, you know, it's funny. I was thinking about this yesterday. Looking ahead to the show today, and you know, I'm putting myself in Scott Boris's position. Spring training starts, and the Baltimore Orioles find out that they're not going to have Kyle Bradish probably all year, and John yeah. Means is going to be out. Mm-hmm. Rafael Devers yesterday, as much he. Rafael Devers doesn't go, didn't go off in the Red Sox yesterday, but I quote. Rafael Devers, I know what we needed last year. I know what we need this year. Yeah. A lot of teams need a lot of players and additions. I can't control what they do. He's talking about the Red Sox front office. The Red Sox aren't that good. The players know that. So if I'm Scott mm-hmm. Boris, I can go to Blake Snell and say, see, here's a team that's contending. They just lost a pitcher. If you're Matt Chapman, you're getting antsy. All of a sudden, Scott Boris said, see what Rafael yeah, Devers see, said? See, yeah, but see but what- I, I, I'm wondering if... I'm wondering how much that plays into a player's mindset as well. The idea that at some point they will want me. Because especially these, like I look at Blake Snell. Blake Snell is a difference maker. If you get Blake Snell, the Yankees get Blake Snell. They're the best team in the East. I mean, yeah, they what's, just are. What's it worth to a guy for, for his organization to pay a guy who doesn't average six innings and who walks a bunch of people? Again, if you're Scott Boris, and say you go to Blake Snell and not Montgomery. If I'm Montgomery, I'm not chapped. I was better in the playoffs than, well, than Blake Snell is. So Scott Boris is sort of playing, you know, the organization, the GM. Is he skipping the GM, point. going to the president? How do you handle the players, right? You got two position players, and you got two pitchers. And, and, How do you handle that? And you know, They're sensitive. We yeah. talked about this in our podcast. One of the problems is, yes, I understand, Cody Bellinger plays a different position. He's a lefty hitter. Chapman is a third baseman. He's a righty hitter. But it's the same subset of teams that are interested in those guys. You know, Seattle, San Francisco, uh, same thing, Jordan Montgomery and, 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 and Blake Snell. You make a good point. If I call up Scott Boris and I, you know, I need, I just need, I need number three dude right now. I mean, I just need, I, I need a, I need number three, dude. What I need, somebody give me innings. I'm going to try to go with Jordan Montgomery. 
I mean, if I if I don't have to spend all that money on Blake Snell, I may want to go to with with Jordan Montgomery. And now Scott Porsche has got to figure out how to, and he's usually been really good at this, how to leverage teams against each other. Um, so anyhow, we'll we'll talk about that with uh, with uh, with Bob Nightingale. But I mean, this is this is. I haven't seen as much concern or talk about free agents not signing since the days of collusion. And well, we'll talk we'll talk to Bob about that because we both we 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 went through that thing and I just don't I don't think there's any easy answer. We'll 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 talk to Bob about that, but um I want to move on to the Blue Jays, second full day of uh workouts today. I don't think anybody hurt yet. Kevin Biggio is some sort of shoulder thing or something. Tendonitis. Tendonitis in the shoulder. So clearly he was not in the best shape of his life. Um, mm. News yesterday, I guess there's two, two newsy items. One, the big one for me anyhow, was that Vladimir Guerrero Jr. spoke. He is in the best shape of his life, by the way. Vla- Vladimir yeah, well, you're, I, I know you're being funny. He's 25 years old. It's 25 years old. Close your eyes and think 26. about the way he looked when the season ended. Doesn't matter. Close it. Oh, really? How does that not matter? Like everybody's yelling and screaming about optics. Go oh, look how he looks. Not yelling. You know, yeah, it's the same way with Manoa. Close, close your eyes and think about the way it looked when the last time you saw him, and the You're, way he looks now. It yeah. does matter. It's a yeah. big deal. Yeah. They're starting to realize that talent's just not enough yeah, yeah, yeah. because everybody else in the big leagues is yeah, just as talented. Yeah, you need everything working all in twenty six years it's supposed old. It's the least you can do. Twenty five years old. It's the least you can do. Show up and don't look like the Michelin Man. It's the least you can do. Anyhow, but the point is, we're going, we're getting wow, sidetracked well, here. Uh, uh, so Vladdy uh, showed up, and uh, he's he, happy. Yeah, likes the all the talk about improved communication. Doesn't seem worried about his contract. I think he's probably smart enough to realize that train left the station. Mm. He went into his arbitration hearing, won the arbitration hearing, and I actually, I loved what he said. He was asked about why he went to the arbitration hearing. He said, "Well, because my agent told me that generally, if the player goes in, you win." Now. That used to be the wow. case. Is that, that used true? To, let me. Well, no, but let me let me finish. <laughs> that used to be the case because the organization, the thinking was, if I'm in the room, they're not going to want to, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, Make hammer me. Mad. me. Yeah, yeah. Well, the problem is that the general manager doesn't do the presentation. No, no. It's some dude in a doesn't suit. Know, doesn't know you. Some, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't care some if guy you bad or not. Some guy who doesn't even like baseball. As a matter of fact, <laughs> you know what? Anthony Rendon would make a great argument. Oh, sure Somebody who would. doesn't like baseball. There you go. So I, I think that's a little, I think that's kind of, that's silly. But nonetheless, Vladdy went to, to the hearing, which is the player's right. Hmm. And he said, hey, it's a business. And yada, 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 et cetera, et cetera. Now, of course, I keep reminding people he won the hearing. So hmm. it, Vladdy, we've had this whole argument all along about why it's obvious that Vladdy and the organization don't, Vladdy values himself more than the organization values him. Well, now Vladdy can say, hey, not only am I right with my evaluation, but, you know, John Smith from whatever law firm agrees with me. Uh, so that was good. Vladdy's happy. He's in the best shape of his life. Um, not worried about well, his contract. Not worried about I arbitration. Can't, I can't wait till he goes 0 for 15. What are you going to say then? What are you, you going to say? Anyhow. Uh, the other, I, I guess, story, Jose Barrios spoke. Uh, Shai Davidi uh, had, a, had a kind of an interesting um, quote in the story today from 
uh, on sportsnet.ca from Barrios. Uh, but essentially it was kind of, um, it was odd. I, I, look, you're, we had Buck on yesterday and Buck made the point about how they've turned the page on how that, that, that season unwound last year in the playoffs in Minnesota, exit interviews with players, interviews or not interviews, but conversations with players over the off season. They, everybody kind of, it, it seems now at least that everybody's on the same page. And the Jays have said, we understand we need to be better communicators. I think they've hired seven coaches to help in the communication. So there you go. More communicators equals better communication. So the, the, there's all this talk about we need to be smoother. We need to have a clear, make clear decisions, et cetera, et cetera. But what I found kind of interesting is Jose Barrios said, well, yeah, they did tell me that that was what they were going to do in the second game. Uh, so what are they apologizing but, for? But I was, I was, I, essentially, here's what we have. We have Jose Barrios saying, yeah, I knew they were going to do it, but I thought they wouldn't do it because I was pitching so well. Mm-hmm. And essentially what the Blue Jays did is they, you can't quote this any other way. If that was your plan going into the game, clearly you didn't think Jose Barrios was going to shove. So that's what you're apologizing for? Uh, I mean, you're, I, you're I, apologizing basically for saying you got us here, but we don't but believe that you can get lefties throw, that nobody's really ever heard of. Let me throw something else out there. I'm going to ask John Schneider this at some point. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it in an interview because I really don't want to talk about the Barrios. I'm, I'm, I'm done with it. I think most listeners are done with it. I wonder, though, do you think if the Jays were leading that series, they managed that game differently? Yeah, I don't think so. I think that's the way they, they went about it all year. That's, 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 what, right. I, that's what I think. I, they, I, I literally think going into it, they were thinking, righty's throwing on the mound, the way our offense is, it's going to be really close games. We can't let the middle-of-the-order lefties get to the slurve, the change-ups, the two-seamers. We got to bring in different looks. Now, I, don't, I think it's. I think that's what their job is: is to overthink <laughs> it, predicting the future. We've said this to we were purple. It's hard to do, especially with human beings, because it's obviously that Berea showed up that day. Yeah, okay. I, well, he was eating some good breakfast and showed up, and I, they don't take that into account. And, again, it's back to that managerial thing to where does John Snyder, when you're down a game, have enough to say, I know what I'm seeing, but I know what I've been told. What do yeah. you do about it? Anyhow, uh, we don't have any. Uh, I, I would urge you to uh, read Shai's article on Sportsnet.ca. Rob Longley of the Sun also, uh, on uh, of the of the Toronto Sun also also had an interview with uh, with Jose Barrios as well. So read both those stories. Make up your make up your mind. A lot of because there's a lot of there's this is there's still some nuance to the particular situation. But anyhow, it, it, it's uh, hey everybody's happy and like I said they're all in the best shape of their life. And now there's Kevin, like three of them. Now that have Kevin, said that. they were all good. They three look, of them. They look, they look. There's three of them. They look really good. Um, <laughs> what? I think I think that anyhow. Yeah, you, you lost. What well, ain't gonna hurt to be in the best no. shape of your life? At least mentally think that. You want to talk about what Buck said yesterday? No, because you, you, you were you. Well, I listen. I drove. I I you you dropped me off down at Union Station yesterday, and you were man. I mean, was I? You. <laughs> well, you were. You don't exaggerate. You were going. You were going on. You ran a light because of it. 
<laughs> I do that all the time. Well, that's true. Um, but I mean, the, you know, Buck talked about how the the two things you're hearing are team wide approach to offense and attention to detail. It can. <laughs> And and we said and and this is not to cri- I'm not yeah. criticizing anybody because listen I read everything everybody has run out so far has said the same thing yeah uh, and our point was that was what was talked about last year a great deal and in, in terms of attention to detail and I don't know see in and amongst all your fussing and complaining yesterday there was a lot of it and there was a lot of the it four in that minutes drive. of it I uh, I was kind of wondering. What the hell is a team team wide approach? Like it's it's yeah. not you know giving up at bat, sacrificing, etc. Yeah. Look, like, I, I this way too early to be negative. We're not negative. And I don't want I don't want to be that funny. guy. But whenever I hear that, that I got to be honest with you. That you know what that sounds like to me? Fourth place. That's what that's what that sounds mm-hmm. like. Championship teams in my I've never been on one at this level, but I've talked to quite a few people that have been on one. The conversation is not about that. Attention to detail for me means hit the cutoff guy, the first one. Uh, touch the bag going to third. Don't from stray first. off, don't stray oh, off second the, base. With the right foot. Take the right lead from second with the right guy up at the right situation in the biggest <clears throat> part of the game. Those are attention to detail. Those teams you talk to, Red Sox are one of those. One of the worst defenses in baseball. You would do that. The Tigers, who are a young team. The Royals, who are a young team. The A's, who are an atrocious garbage team. The Nationals, who are a young team. You, <laughs> you, talk, to the, the you talk to those teams like that. You don't talk to a championship team like that. That's all I was saying. Again, I'm not trying to be negative. This is a good team. Good team. The team-wide approach. Okay, Vladdy don't like the ball in. Off the plate. That's why they always throw him that. Danny Jansen does. Can't have the same approach with Danny that I do with Vladdy. Varsho seems to not all the time like the ball up. Uh, Justin Turner, don't mind the ball up. Can't have the same approach with Turner that I do with Danny Jansen. That's the point. How many George Springer two-strike approaches have you seen? That's the point here is it's very individual. And when you're talking championship, it is very, very individual. There's emphasis on the first two strikes. And then what you do with the third strike, I hate to break the news to everybody. Most really good teams have trouble with two strikes. That's why everybody points the finger at the best players on the team. You have to carry the load. So the small guys, and we know those names, can go up and battle and bunt and move the runner, hit behind the runner, do those things. So, yeah, look, Buck is one of the best in the business at getting information. Why you always see him walk around that pad? He is it. He ain't going to come on any show, especially ours, and say something that he hasn't been told. Yep. So, yeah, look, I think fans are tired of hearing it. Like, your championship team or not. Like, your team is good. Your rotation is one of the best top five in baseball, at least in my mind. Your bullpen will be good if your rotation's throwing a bunch of innings. For me, it's one thing in spring. How do we rake? Get it down, party out front. They need to get it done better. And for them not to say that out loud, the tension, the detail, really? Like, you say that to young teams, to bad teams. You don't say that to championship teams. They already know that. I didn't have to walk up to Bo and say, you know, or Vladdy. Vladdy knows. You know, don't get a big big lead. Get a short lead, a big secondary lead at second. Like, it's... Like, 
again, it is way too early in the season. This is what I be, put up with in the car be, yesterday. To be negative, it really this is. is. It. But I, it's it, it's yeah. You're fortunate. Didn't turn the have, radio on. You didn't. Even, you didn't put the sound system on. Well, it was very this. For, you're very fortunate to have a really good team. I. This is just me. Would mm-hmm. like to hear them talk like that. Okay. That's all. That's that's it. And sometimes you don't hear that. It's occasionally you just like to hear we because there's a lot of people and there's one in this room that don't think their lineup's real good. Just one? I think it can be good. You, I think, have a lot of doubts, and you're not alone. And I think there's a lot of things to prove here. You know, putting Donnie Baseball in charge of that and actually saying it before the season started, I don't know about you, but that's telling. That's a big deal. That saying what you had before didn't work. And players are telling you that. Why do you think Barrios has come out and said that? Like, they're going hand in hand here. So, yeah, it's score more runs, and I think you'll go where you want to go because your rotation is predictable. It really is. If they're pitching, it's predictable for the most part. There's one dude standing in there now that's not real predictable, but he's in the best shape of his life. So, yeah, again, it's early. They're a really good team. Are they a great team? Probably not. But they're a good enough team to make the playoffs and be relevant in the playoffs if things happen. And occasionally, I don't know about you, I'd just like to hear that. That's all. But thank you for that. Yeah, all right. That's good. <laughs> well, Scott Boris was asked by Tom Verducci, uh, a couple of days ago about um, the lack of free agent activity, in particular the the Boris Five. It makes them sound like they're criminals or something like that. I would it? love to have been a Boris client. Uh, <laughs> like, he gets paid. But God, God loves Scott Boris because he's he's not only does he have great lines at the winter meetings, and and quite frankly, he is usually the only thing that happens at the winter meetings that's exciting. But even in the middle. Of this situation, he had a great line to Tom Verducci, which I've got. Tom Verducci asked him about the lack of activity. Scott Boris said, Tom, it's like choosing a pope. Just because there isn't smoke one day doesn't mean the next day is any less exciting. In other words, just because nothing's happening right now doesn't mean that nothing is going to happen or not happen. That's a double negative. Doesn't mean that nothing is going to happen tomorrow. Boris turned me down too, by the way. Huh? Boris turned me down when I was looking for agents. Really? Absolutely. I didn't know that story. Yeah, well, not much. No, this is when you were in high school. No, sorry, when you were in college, right? It didn't last long. It was not worth having a conversation, but it was too when he wasn't Scott Boris. Not this Scott Boris. You shopped for agents? That's what you do. Well, you're trying to find a... You know, and I went to summer league ball and, and this oh, yeah. and in Baltimore, which is where yep. you know Shapiro, Shapiro was and, yeah. and you know, sort of one thing led to the other. I'm, absolutely you're shy. You do that's what you do. You try and get the best you can possibly get. And you know, his name is So you know big even, time and so what year are we talking about? We're talking 96. about ninety six. Ninety six. So even back then, yeah. I'm trying to think yeah, Scott he Boris. Was Scott Boris. But he still had some big he name was, clients. But he was. Yeah. <laughs> well, you did okay. Yeah. I mean, Ron Shapiro back I, then was a pretty was was a big deal. I wasn't complaining, buddy. Again, yeah. Yeah, this is what I said. Even with the guys now, it's that's why you, you want the big. That? Yeah. You ever mention that to Boris? I've never talked to Boris since then. Well, we talked on the my, show. 
I should mention that to him. The next time we have him on, and we will have him on, I'm going to mention that. I would like you to, I'm going to say, Scott, before we go apologize. any further, I want you to apologize to my friend I, I Kevin do, Barker I because he. Break down cold sweats. I'm saying, who? <laughs> I, say, I want you to apologize to Hazel's husband because you could have <laughs> yeah, represented him. He definitely him. knows who that is. Anyhow, absolutely. we'll. we'll uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know he that. does. We'll take a break. Bob Nightingale of USA Today joins us next. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590, the fan and Sportsnet. Dive deep into Toronto sports and the NFL. The J.D. Bunkus podcast. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has... Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now. All right, a reminder that the... uh... Jay's first Grapefruit League game of the year is Saturday. I'm excited. One o'clock on uh, Sportsnet 590, the fan in Sportsnet. You excited? You're coming over too, right? Yeah, you might, are. Might bring some cigars. You better. <clears throat> well, that's the only way you're getting in the house. You know the rules. Now, I don't want to sit in your garage and smoke cigars, though. Like, if we're going to smoke cigars, I want to smoke on the porch. Uh, it depends on the weather. What does matter? It's a, it does. You know what it's like? That's like... Sitting in a cigar and smoking is, it's like doing heroin. It's like you're hiding away from people. Well, it is. How much heroin gonna, have you ever done? You're going to smoke a cigar. Well, no, that's, it's, that's it's like. Terrible. What? It, it, it's, it's like you're treating it like it's a filthy habit because you're, you're <laughs> hiding in your. No, you sit in the porch. You put your winter duds on. You smoke a cigar. You just do. I do. You see, now I sent you pictures. It can be snowing to beat all get up. If I want to have a cigar, I'm sitting in a chair on the porch and I'm smoking my cigar. Just the way it is. So I'm not coming over if we're going to sit in the, in the, you know, in, in the garage like we're, you know, boiling down heroin and injecting it and we're hiding it from, away from people. I'm just not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. And you have to bring chicken wings too. Uh, anyhow, Saturday is uh, the Jays' first Grapefruit League game of the year against Philadelphia Phillies. Um, can't wait. <clears throat> the start of the 2024 championship season. <laughs> cannot wait for that uh bob nightingale of usa today he can't wait any longer he uh-huh. joins us in blair and barker i apologize for that bob i just kind of went off in a little it's still you know we're it's our second day back i'm i'm you know sort of rediscovering whatever flow i had so i uh i apologize for that i loved what you said was it fair territory foul territory i can't remember the name of the pod foul, foul. i loved what you said about a, a gm telling you that what somebody should do is just send Scott Boris a check for $300 million and say, here, you figure it out. Give us some players. Well, that's the thing. I mean, by him, uh, you know, controlling the market, you know, he, you know, he, he can decide who goes where, uh, you know, and say, you know, hey, hey, we know that Blake Snell would prefer to go uh, out west. So instead of Montgomery. But, you know, hey, people, there's going to be guys sitting around with nothing out there in a few weeks, you know, may, may have to resort to a one-year contract. 
So that way Boris can that's way Boris can say, you know what? I'll give you two guys. I'll give you three guys. And team goes, okay, here's there's the money we got. And uh, you, you break it up the way you want, Scott. We'll see who you want to uh, reward or punish. Bob, I don't know if you know this, but baseball players are really sensitive. And I wonder because these are four really big names that he has, right? If you throw J.D. Martinez in there, he's pretty good too. And just to be able to keep all of these guys happy by – you know, say one goes, the other one doesn't. How do you keep the one that doesn't happy? That, for me, behind the scenes is the biggest deal. How does he do that? Well, that's the thing. I mean, in the past, there's been some guys left with nothing. You remember when uh, uh, Dallas Keuchel didn't sign till June? Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Wysakis was supposed to get a $7 million contract and signed for about $6.5 million with the, with the Royals. So, a lot of times, uh, you know, you get clients who promise things, and you can't deliver. Uh, I'm sure, you know, we heard Scott say the whole winter, hey, we, Blake Snell should get more than Yamamoto. Well, that's not going to happen. So now I'm thinking, you know, he's got to be saying, well, he's got to get more, you know, per uh, per year. So he's got to get 27 or, you know, 28 million a year just to justify it. So a lot of times, you know, the ego comes in play too as far as, uh, hey, I didn't get what I should have. And I'm sure there's a lot of agents saying, okay, if there's a couple of guys left, I'm going to you know, remind everybody that he, he didn't get close to what he was promised to get. Yeah, I, you know, it, I mean, we're, we're, we're so used to Scott Boris controlling, controlling the winter. Um, you know, and I, and I looked at this winter going into it, Bob, and I think, and, and I think, I'm not, I think you wrote the same thing. I mean, one of the, I'm not going to say issues because I'm sure Scott's aware of this and the players were aware of it, but it's almost as if, Chapman and Bellinger appeal to the same subset of teams, right? Especially now. But they've it's always I mean, we've been able since the start of the offseason to say Chapman is either those two dudes are going to re-sign with their teams or San Francisco's going to be interested or Seattle's going to be interested. I mean, we've been able to list and 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 same thing to a certain degree with 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 Blake Snell and Jordan Montgomery. And my sense is that Scott Scott's really good at kind of playing off teams against each other and having it work out for his players. I, I wonder if maybe this was just a little too, um, it was, this is just an off season where he can't, you know, he, he doesn't have that surprise team, right? Remember how he'd always talk about, I have a team in my pocket. I've got a surprise team for a variety of reasons. It doesn't seem as if there's a surprise team this year, Kansas city. Yeah. They've signed free agents, but kind of lower level guys, right? Right. I agree. And I think he overplayed his hand. In a sense where, you know, before, hey, look at all the Boris clans in Philadelphia. You talk to Phillies, and they say, you know, hey, if a guy drops on a lap, you know, well, the interest, and that's it. Yankees, you know, tell you, hey, we, we signed a, uh, Blake Snell. We got to pay uh, twice as much because of the luxury tax. Uh, a lot of times, you know, it's much better to sign early than late because teams just run out of money. And uh, I think a team like the Cubs are playing smart. I mean, you're not hearing Bellinger's name anywhere except for the Cubs, and, uh, you know, just sit on your offer. I remember, uh, God, it was about six, seven years ago, and uh, he had J.D. Martinez, and Martinez was supposed to get close to $200 million. Dave Dombrowski is the Red Sox. Okay, here's five years at 110. Take or leave it. Never budge off the offer. And like early March, he had no choice but to take it. And I think just teams are you know, being smart now and sitting back and saying, hey, there's no mystery teams, anything like that. Yeah. Why bid against ourselves? You know, the other thing that I think is a factor now is Scott, 
and I'm thinking of, of some of his signings, particularly with the, tr- the Detroit Tigers. Scott was always good at kind of performing the end run around the GM and going right to the owner. And you got different owners now, right? Like, I, I don't know how many owners that would work with. Yeah, well, you saw Tom Ricketts kind of come up out the other day with, in the Cubs camp and say, you know, that was Scott's M.O. Yeah. And he goes, hey, I'm not going to undermine my GM. But, yeah, he did that for years, like you said, with, with Elish, you know, that with John Middleton and uh, some other owners, and they're kind of wise up to that and say, you know what, you know, we're not going to do that. You know, we got financial constraints. We don't want to go to the luxury tax. And I think, too, what happened last year, I mean, here's uh, the Diamondbacks barely squeezing the playoffs. Yep. You know, the Rangers, uh, you know, barely got in. Both teams in the World Series. So I think a lot of these uh, owners and GMs are saying, you know what, you don't have to win 100 games. You might not have to win 90. Just get in, and anything can happen. I think what happened last year spoiled some teams. Bob, how much you think the Red Sox not doing anything sort of hurts the pitching market when it comes to what Scott's trying to do? Well, yeah, you're right. I mean, the fact that, you know, the Red Sox, you know, aren't involved in the uh, big money players uh, hurts them a lot. Uh, San Diego, you know, bailed them mm-hmm. out with Bogarts and all those guys. San Diego's out. So a lot of those, uh, you know, the Mets, you know, they were spending money wildly. Uh, they're out. So, I think that's what hurts him as much as anything. By more anything, is that the you know the big boys aren't spending money like they used to. You only had you know, you know really one team going crazy in the in the Dodgers, and uh, you know and they didn't get any of his guys. Uh, Bob, I don't, I don't even know if I want to ask this, but going forward, this won't hurt Scott when it comes to you know uh, clients firing agents to come to Scott. Right, they're sitting around watching what's going on right now, and want some security and knowing where they go early. This has nothing to do with going forward when it comes to Scott Boris and what he's trying to do with clients, does it? Well, I mean, you could see a defection. Uh, you know, a lot of times, say, that's why, you know, some of these smaller agents go ahead and sign the long-term deals with those guys with GMs telling them, hey, if we're not dealing with – if you don't sign with us now, we're going to be dealing with Scott Boris in the future because you're going to lose your guys as Scott Boris. So I'm, I'm sure when this is over, if there's one or two guys that, you know, are getting far less than they should have, the rival agents are going to say, hey, sign with me. I mean, guys are, you know, it's a ruthless business. Agents mm-hmm. go clients all the time. So I'm sure they're going to be <laughs> using this winner as an example. Last question before we let you run, Bob. Uh, of course, you're very familiar with teams in the West, teams in the West Coast. The Angels, and uh, obviously Otani is with the Dodgers now. Mike Trout is still there, though. Where is, what do you think the odds are that Mike Trout actually finishes his contract in LA? Or do you think we're getting to the point where there will have to be a move made? Either him requesting, even though I, I know what he said, either him requesting or the organization maybe extending some sort of an offer to him and saying, look, we, we've, we need to go in another direction here. Yeah, they kind of need him to come out and say, I want out. Yes, uh, correct. Yeah, the, the, the fact of the matter is, you know, he's a uh, t- taking a big step backwards. I mean, he's people always rip up Giancarlo Stanton. I think Strout's only played 15 more games than Stanton has the last three years. Uh, he's been hurt a lot. Uh, he's kind of crushed that franchise. So even if they wanted to trade him, I would get about 60 cents back on the dollar. Mm-hmm. You're not getting much in prospects. You're going to have to eat some of that salary. And so I think that's one of the reasons that Trout said, you know, maybe in the future, I think he would have thought it looks pretty funny for me to say, I want out when I'm not doing my job either. You'll almost be like, you know, Anthony Redone say that. (laughs) So a year from now, 
could be different, but he needs to get that trade value back up. Yep. You know, right now, you know, he's still got a lot of money left in that thing. Bob, we're going to let you run, man. Thanks for this as always. Be well. Thanks, Bob. Travel safe. All right. My pleasure. Thank you, guys, as always. Take care. It's Bob Nightingale of USA Today. Um, you know, and, and, and uh, I know that part of the conversation with the free agents out there is people are saying, and this drives, this, this drives me nuts, well, we need to have a free agent deadline. We need to have a signing period so we can create excitement. I mean, first of all, the only people that get excited about, about it are those of us in the media or fantasy sports dudes. It, people are going to buy tickets depending on whether or not a team is good and whether or not a team is going to win. And I guarantee you right now, the Toronto Blue Jays go out and sign Cody Bellinger on March 25th. You know, Jays fans aren't going to be saying, oh, why couldn't they have done this earlier? So throw that out there. But the real problem with the whole notion of a, of a free agent deadline, which I keep hearing, and it drives me nuts because reasonably smart people bring this up. There's two things. First of all, the Players Association doesn't want a deadline. It works to their benefit more often than not to not have a deadline. Um, secondly... For a deadline to really work, you've got to have a salary cap or a salary floor. That's the only way yeah. that's going to work. And you know as well as I do, the Players Association yeah. is never going to go there. So I just think it's – I think we have to look at this year. Now, maybe there's a lesson here. You know, maybe there's a lesson here. I look at, I look at what happened this year. Bob's right. Look at the team that went to the World Series, the Arizona Diamond. We, nobody thought they would go to the World Series. Mm-hmm last year we've talked about the regional tv contract a lot of teams like minnesota twins they haven't been able to spend as much money as they wanted because of that um and then you had shohei otani we spent all winter telling people this was unique it's an odd situation it's an odd winter and maybe it was so odd that shohei otani's availability i mean we don't know this it may have distracted some teams from going after other players. I, yeah. I, I get back to this. I think the New York Yankees were genius. They Basically, the Yankees, you guys go nuts over Shohei Otani. You got to mm. do what you want. Have fun. We're going to go and add Juan Soto for a year. Yeah, for me, it's not the players. It's Scott Boris. Scott Boris is the one that doesn't want a dead, deadline. Why would he want it? He, most of the time, he has the biggest names where he can hold out. And don't want break. It. Absolutely, it's Scott Boris. Scott, no, but, but Scott Kevin, Boris Kevin, is at a first giant of all, voice yeah, and behind right. closed doors when it matters. But, and when he speaks, everybody goes, well, if Scott's saying it because he's the biggest agent around Kevin, walking, Kevin. let's listen to Here, him. <laughs> and there's very negative talk around this. Most of the time, it's not about everybody. It's about certain names. Certain names trying to break records. Who is the records with a certain agent? That, I think, why people is trying to say, well, it might make a little sense for a deadline. That's dumb. Well, first, you first, think first, it's dumb. Nope. It's, it's because it's around one person a lot of the times. Get well, it, get it. And the there's thing. a lot of negative talk around baseball. This, this is. Here's the, you could have had a deadline this year, December 15th. 
Kansas City or Minnesota didn't have money on December 15th because of their TV contract. Cincinnati didn't have money on December 15th. Texas didn't have money. Like, that wasn't going to matter. The deadline wasn't going to make a difference. Yeah, this year. we've heard. We've the heard, deadline wasn't going to make a difference. We've heard some year. contracts around the Yankees with certain names here. We've heard it around the Cubs. There would be a little bit more quicker talks the Yankees, with these teams, these players trying to get jumped. The Yankees That's can't, the point. The and Yankees then you can't can give him what he away. wants because of the luxury tax. That's not changing. Away. Then you can walk away from baseball for a while. And not have to talk about baseball. That's the whole point in it. So you can sort of hear and understand talks on both sides. But let's be honest. It ain't the players. It's the super agent. That's the per I've been in a room with the super agent. He's a good talker. Boy, he could talk you off the plane. Well, clearly he, he talked a, you out of being a client. Hey, so. There was no talking. It was basically I'm not interested. Ah, thanks for coming. There was um, no talk. That's the point. Is, but I think, I think we need to realize the system has worked for the players. This this year, we've got these four players. And let's see what they signed for. Let's see what they signed for. But the system, by and large, has worked for the players. What I'm getting at, there's no reason for the players to ever agree to a deadline other than maybe ownership gives them something in return. And I, 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 I can't imagine what that would be. But there's no... Yeah, the big, there's no the, issue. The, the big time names set the market. And then there's everybody else. And there's a lot more everybody else's. Everybody else's is, are, are not waiting. But that doesn't These change. These dudes are trying to break records. They're trying to get big time money. They got the super agent telling them that they're going to get it. Well, he, why, that's why he fired his old agent, is to get the super agent thinking and saying yeah, but that Chapman, he can get you full whatever that number is. I think these guys... That I think, somebody else can't get, I think, that's the point. I think these guys have a, a pretty good sense of, of what they're worth. And yeah, I, I, it's just the whole deadline thing is, is silly. It's That's silly to you. That's just silly. It doesn't it's make silly any, to you. It, it wouldn't have changed anything this year. That's all. I'm saying it wouldn't have changed anything. Yankees still aren't going to go I would, into I would, the luxury I would bet packs. it wouldn't be called the Super 5. It's not called. It's called the uh, whatever Boris it's called. Whatever. I bet it wouldn't be called that. Might be the, um, the the Boris two. I would be willing. It wouldn't be the Boris five. Uh, no, you know what? I would be willing to uh, bet that Cody be. Cody Bellinger would still be out there because I think Bob's right. There's really yeah. only one team that uh, we haven't heard yeah. anything, any rumors about Cody Bellinger, other than there, one team. We have heard talks the with the Cubs and Bellinger, though. Probably not the number that he wants. That's the whole point here. Is. Yeah, but that that's that's what. That's what Bob was saying. That's irrelevant that's the, of a deadline. That's the agent thinking a little bit more highly of the his client than other organizations. That's the whole point here is. Well, I think, and, I mean, I, and the other thing, too, is there's just owners are smarter now. You're not going to, you know, I look at that yeah. Prince Fielder contract where Scott Boris went around David Dombrowski and, and negotiated directly with Mike Ilch. That, that doesn't happen anymore because the owners aren't. You don't have owners the like owners that anymore. The owners are seeing what the Diamondbacks did and see what the Rays are, can do. You know, you can be a playoff team by not spending three hundred million dollars. Well, yeah, like and, you're seeing it. And if I'm spending, if I'm spending all this money on khakis, and I got khakis telling me, you know what, you don't have to buy or you don't have to spend money in this guy. We can get two guys making this much money who, at the end of the day, are going to win as many games for you. Abuse him and then trade him and let somebody else be the worry, right? That's. <laughs> I mean, it makes total sense, but not all teams can do that. Uh -huh. And the American League East, it's hard to do that too. You know that as well as anybody. I mean, why, why, do you, why do you think the Yankees went out when they have probably the best hitter, at least in the American League, to trying to get another two, hitter? Two of the right. best hitters. In no. The well, they already had the best one. Yeah. It says, you, you know, you're always better in pairs. And 
Sometimes you, even the best hitter on the planet needs help too. So yeah, it can work both ways, but it's an interesting talk. And yeah, there, there's just a lot of day. Cause a lot of the hard nine to five worker can't understand this. They just can't. And that sort of kills the fan when it comes to baseball. I understand it. Nah. It's the, it's the way it's like, it's just like, you can't believe that's the facts, right? You can't believe that a normal person can't believe why they're doing this. When, if you take a step back, you actually can believe it. And that's the point is. That's why people raise their hand and say that. And then they get the old guy on the on the block that rolls their eyes and, and just, I, do I'm, what you're doing. It's a fact. It'll I'm never a realist. I'm, I'm, I'm a you. realist. It'll never happen. I'm a... It'll never happen. But it's a con- that's why people are having the conversation. And Scott will be around for a very long time. So, And he'll be in charge of a lot of things that happen in baseball. Of those four, I, I'm sorry, <clears throat> pardon me, I'm going to include J.D. Martinez. Who are you most surprised hasn't signed yet of those four, or of those five? Snell, Montgomery, Chapman, Martinez. I think Montgomery and, is the one. That's I was going to say, because you wouldn't think he'd want as much as Snell. And I, I think it's what have you done for me lately, and what I saw in the, play, in the playoffs yes. is really good. And there's some playoff teams that could really – could really and, use and don't him forget and, and take them to a whole different level. You put him in now. He ain't going to the Yankees, but boy, you put him in that Yankees rotation. Well, the other thing man. you know about Jordan Montgomery, look at if you're interested in this. Look at where he's pitched. He's pitched in the AL East. He's 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 gone to a World give you Series. Length with I'm with quality. You. I am I, I, Cody but, Bellinger. Look, I'm I'm not surprised he hasn't signed because he's got a lot of flaws. Well, there's unknowns there. And there's unknowns there. Matt Chapman. Uh, that doesn't surprise me at all. Um, J.D. Martinez, I'm kind of, but I think J.D. Martinez is in it. J.D. Martinez knows where he wants to go. He wants to go to the West Coast. So, all right, he's comfortable doing he that. He can wait till somebody gets hurt. He can hurt. wait till somebody gets hurt. He's going to yeah. be a DH anyway, so he can wait till somebody gets hurt. Uh, but I am with you about Jordan Montgomery. I, I thought, I thought Jordan Montgomery would be one of the first pitchers off the board, even if Texas didn't have money because of the TV deal. I thought for sure somebody would take a look at him. Well, and man, if I'm the Kevin, if you're, if you're the Baltimore the Orioles, don't you, you should be looking in the seat cushions. You should be looking on the part. You should be looking for every bit of spare change to get him on your team or Blake Snell. Think he wants to be an Oriole? I don't know. That, 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 that I think too comes into play, right? I'm I sure mean, they have certain teams that they like and certain teams they don't. And then we don't know the yeah. answer to that. I'm uh, not they saying are that he free don't agents. Like that's, that's fair. They're free agents. Yeah. They can choose. Yeah. They can choose. Wow, you know, I, I, looking at those five players, um, they're those are dudes that, in the right situation, they take you over the top. The Diamondbacks, you get JD Martinez, plug him in the middle of your line. Uh, that is it for us today. We will be back tomorrow from eleven to noon Eastern. Why are you looking well, at me like we that? Still I'm five ninety fan. We've Sports always known I'm right. And you're wrong most of the time. Most of the time. Yeah. Today I happen to be right. If you're listening to us via podcast. Please leave a rating and a review. It means so much to Mr. Barker. Helps me sleep at night, for sure. And uh, don't forget, I'm right. Enjoy your day.
Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has... Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now.